0: Ever pinched pennies all year for that one family vacation only to feel the budget blues afterwards? If so, I was just like you. After three long vacationless years, I stumbled upon travel hacking and cracked the code to amazing vacations that I could
1: actually afford. Welcome to Hacking Your Wanderlust. In this podcast, you will discover how opening credit cards strategically can save you thousands on travel. We're not just dreamers anymore. We're two adventurous moms turning dreams into reality. Join us as we spill all the travel hacking secrets. And contrary to popular belief, traveling on points
0: and miles isn't reserved for the elite or those with overflowing bank accounts. It's for everyday people like you and me learning to turn routine expenses
1: into free travel. Consider us your travel hacking guides. This is Hacking Your Wanderlust. Let the adventure begin. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Mary Ellen. And I am
0: Joe. We are so excited that you guys are with us this week. Mary Ellen, I have to address something about last week's episode. Uh oh. You know- <laughs> You know how sometimes you might say something habitually that you actually don't realize you say until you somehow hear it back or someone points it out to you? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that was me with last week's episode. I realized that I do this crazy thing and that I say five in 24 as five of 24, And I said it like a thousand times last week and I felt so silly. I was like, why do I do that? Because I know that's not what it is. And I realized it is because when I see it written out with that fraction line, my brain automatically says of because when I was homeschooled and learning fractions, I remember we were supposed to say it as if it were a sentence, like one fourth is one of four, one part of four. And so my brain still automatically associates that fraction bar with
1: the word of. Listen, you were so confident about it that I was convinced that I said it wrong. (laughs) I was like, either she's saying it right, or this is some Midwestern thing, and I'm a Southern girl, (laughs) and we say it different in this part of the country. But I I felt like you were confident about it. And when you're confident, just like, you got to keep rolling with it. You know.
0: Absolutely. I had no idea he was even doing it. So that's even worse. I was. I was delusionally confident. So, anyways, I had to address that right off at of the top. It is, in fact, five in 24, everybody, because it's five cards in 24 months. I'm not sure why we write it as a fraction. Maybe there, maybe it should be a dash or
1: something. And we will get into what that even is referencing. And it's a chase rule. And today, get excited, everybody, because we're gonna do a bit of a deep dive into Chase Rewards, Chase Ultimate Rewards.
0: Yes. um, But before we dive in, anything interesting happen in your week that you want to
1: share? Oh, goodness. Well, what week is not interesting when you have a house full of children? (laughs) So true. This is supposed to be the off-season for sports. And I know that you're not a big sports mom, but oh my goodness, we are a sports family. And so just when I thought football was over, cheer was over, in comes basketball season. We've got multiple kids in basketball, in comes piano, in comes nativity play for Christmas holiday. How fun. You know, the off-season is, turns out, just as busy as any other season
0: You know, sometimes I am really grateful that she is not a sports kid. I mean, I've always thought it might be really good for her. But, you know, I can manage the voice lessons on Saturdays. And she is going to play volleyball in the spring. So we'll see how that goes. Get excited. Yes, I am actually pretty excited. I think she's she's probably going to be pretty good at it. Seems like just smacking a ball into people's faces is going to come... You know, very naturally to her. I think she would probably kill me for saying that. So we'll just keep that to ourselves. Okay, so let's actually get straight into talking about Chase, whom we love. Uh, But I thought we would take a little moment before that to really do a refresher on just the definition of travel hacking. For anybody that might be brand new here, you've never heard of this, you have no idea what this is. There really is a misconception that people who are flying on points and miles are making tons of money and spend tons of money and then just earning a really small percentage, maybe one to two percent. And that's adding up and they're using that to travel with. I mean, that's what I believed points and miles really were. I, I completely avoided cards that had rewards programs because I I didn't care. I didn't really think they amounted to anything. I wanted a 0% APR card that I didn't have to stress about. That was really my only focus. And it's funny because now I don't even check the APR anymore. I'm so much more right. concerned right. with the welcome offer. And you know, I remember one time years ago, I was able to get like $100 off of a plane ticket with some points. And I thought that was the greatest thing that has ever happened. And now I've gotten plane tickets, hotels. Hell stays all totally covered. And I'm like,
1: oh my gosh, why didn't someone tell me sooner? So the true process of travel hacking, if you are brand new to this, what does that truly mean and look like for a normal person, right? And what it is, is you're strategically opening credit cards that have generous welcome offers. And what does that mean? An example of a welcome offer could be, say, spend $4,000, Um, that's the minimum spend in three months and receive 60,000 bonus points. And then you use those points for travel. But here's where it gets fun. You open a card and you transfer all of your regular expenses to that card. You start earning a sign up bonus. Once you earn it, then you start considering maybe opening another card. And imagine you can do that over and over again and kind of stack these welcome offers. And all of a sudden you have this huge bankroll of points. And there are some rules and stipulations, but if you stick with us, we're gonna have some episodes all about that and we'll help guide you through how to do it appropriately. And it does not mean you have to open 15 cards a year, you know, but you might open three. And then you have enough for a real nice vacation. Yeah. But I am going to go through in this episode and tell you what 60,000 points is kind of a standard welcome offer for a lot of our favorite cards. And I want to give you some real examples of what that looks like. So we're going to get into that here in just a minute.
0: Yes, absolutely. Stay tuned for that because it is so fun to hear examples of what you can actually do with these points and miles. But I know today we wanted to introduce you to our favorite card. I think last episode I referred to it as the King card. And this is because it is kind of the number one recommended card to start with. Because it just has so much value. Like I get ridiculously excited about this card. And it is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And... I am pretty excited to share it with you because if you guys have not heard of this card, I think it's going to blow your mind a little, like just everything that they offer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it's it's a game changer. It's a game changer when you get into the points in Miles World and you get your Chase Sapphire Preferred and you realize, "Oh my word, for the same spending that I already did, look at all the things that I can do with this card."
0: Well, yeah, and I, you know, I kind of have a little secret and that little secret is because I did things super backwards and because of my 5 and 24 status as I mentioned a little last week, I actually wasn't able to get this card yet, but guess what? It just came in the mail. Woo! Yeah, I know. So I now have access to all of my transfer partners. Like the fun thing is, before you even earn the bonus, as soon as you get. Accepted for this card, you can automatically start doing all of the great stuff. Now, I have had a huge stockpile of ultimate rewards points because I've been opening other ultimate rewards cards uh, that were business cards that did not take up my five and 24 spots. So I have been accumulating hundreds of thousands of points that I could have used in the travel portal, but I also know that my best value is to transfer these out. And so I've kind of just been sitting on them and waiting for the opportunity to transfer them. And so now I have it. I have the card. I have the transfer portal. And I am pretty darn excited about it. So I'm going to stop rambling and we're just
1: going to get straight into it. So if you guys remember from last week's episode, I let it out the bag that the Chase Sapphire Preferred was actually the first card that my husband and I got before we even knew what travel hacking was. We wanted to go on a trip to Canada. So we were like, let's just open a credit card. We'll get some points, maybe get one flight out of it. Had no idea what we were doing, but that's when we first got our Chase Sapphire Preferred. So I was kind of in the chase game long before I knew that there was a real chase game and knew what travel hacking was and now in the more recent years i've learned the true value of the card and gotten so much more from it so why don't we joanna give us a little rundown of what you get with your chase card like how you earn the points is there an annual fee yes absolutely so i think we'll start right
0: off the bat with that annual fee it is 95 dollars a year and can we just discuss for a second? I was like this. I'm assuming lots of people were, are like this out there. Um, they don't want to pay annual fees. They're like, why on yeah. earth would I pay almost $100 a year to just have a card? And I was 100% guilty of this mindset. I am now total opposite. I will absolutely pay an annual fee to get value like this. For me, $95 a year is totally worth it, just for the ability to transfer those points. But you actually get so much more. And we're going to go over all of it. So $95 annual fee. And then the minimum spend right now is $4,000 in three months. And I think it's important to point out that these things sometimes do change. Right now, you get a 60,000 point uh, welcome offer for that spend, but sometimes they're offering elevated offers of 75,000 points. I really wanted to get an elevated offer, but I also, you know, kind of have some plans and needed to hurry. So I wasn't able to wait around for that to come again. Um, But it's important to pay attention because I've noticed a lot of times when Uh, elevated offers occur, the spend sometimes changes. Uh, And sometimes people don't pay attention to that.
1: It's true. It does. And you do need to know what you need to hit, what you need to spend in order to earn your welcome offer. That's that's key. Correct. Now, with the Chase $95 annual fee, so... Another good thing to think about with each credit card, all of pretty much all of the good travel credit cards are going to have an annual fee. That's something you have to kind of wrap your head around, but most of them have benefits that outweigh the annual fee or at least kind of negate it. So with Chase Sapphire Preferred, you do get a $50 travel credit that you can use in the Chase portal. So that kind of right off the bat, you know you're going to travel. That's why you're getting this card. If you use that $50 travel credit in the portal, then that kind of brings your fee down to $45 right off the gate before you get any other benefits from your card. But there are definitely more benefits than that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I know that people will use that credit sometimes if they have to. For example, they have a a kid's sporting event in a neighboring town. They don't want to drive at 5 in the morning. They just need to stay for one night. That's an example of when you might just want to go find a cheap hotel in the portal and use that credit versus maybe redeeming some of your points. Because a lot of times you get more value saving those for the nicer hotels. That does kind of cut it in half almost right off the top, which is awesome. So some of the other offerings on this card are elevated points for different types of spend. And some examples of that are three times the points on online grocery shopping. And I read that this even includes meal delivery kits. If you get any of those like Blue Apron or HelloFresh, you might have to Google to see if it covers the one that you get. I don't do any of those, so I would not be the person to ask. But I thought that was pretty cool that it covers those options for people who maybe don't do a lot of online grocery shopping.
1: You know what else? it cover so it says three times on restaurants and three times for online groceries but this is a little hacky hack if you go to Walmart okay Walmart is supposed to be you know just regular one time points for your Chase card but if you have Walmart Plus, you have the little Walmart app, you can use the scan and go at Walmart. So the other day I went grocery shopping at Walmart. I used the scan and go. I scanned things as I put them into my cart. Then I paid at the register with scan and go, and it codes as three times it codes as online groceries. Stop it. At Walmart, you can get three times back on groceries. Yes, you can. Okay. I have to be honest. I'm always a little bit of a target
0: person. I just naturally gravitate towards a target. Um, But I think I'm going
1: to have to reevaluate my life choices right now because that's amazing. Yes. I know. I was like kind of over the moon when I figured that out, because I love chase points. And I have another credit card that gets four times on groceries. So I often use it for groceries. But the truth is, in my heart of hearts, I want more chase points more than I want the other credit card points. And so when I found out I could get three times chase points at Walmart, I was all about that. Honestly, when we were prepping for this episode, I was
0: just reminded again how valuable these points are. I was like, why do I even want? Any other points. And that's why people will adhere to rules like the five and 24, because they really do not want to be on Chase's bad side. Okay, because we just want all those ultimate rewards points. So that is such an amazing tip. Thank you for sharing. Um, the next on the list is three times on your streaming services. And if you are like me, you have no TV, but you have like 10 different streaming services. I feel like I have them all. So if you just set up your auto pay, uh, when you're not working on a minimum spend or when you are, um, on this card, you're going to get three times the points on that. And that really adds up over the course of a year. Also three times on dining. And I feel like this is a favorite of yours because I
1: know you talked about how you do not like to cut. You know, it's true. I can't help myself. Three times at Starbucks, you know, if I'm on my way to work, I work at a hospital as a nurse. Don't know if I've shared that with our listeners yet, but a lot of times before a shift, I'll go get my drink at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That's just the payment for me to work a shift. You know, people are like, oh, can't believe you're going to spend $5, you know, on a drink every day before you go to work. And I'm like, listen, okay, <laughs> I'm going to make it through a 12 hour shift at the hospital Uh, this is part of me working. Okay. In exchange for working, I'm going to get my drink. Uh, Totally. But I get three times points on it. That's right. That works
0: out. You get those 15 points that, you know, every day that adds up. We also get five times on travel in the portal. And I know that a lot of people don't use the portal to book travel because as I've mentioned, transfer partners are a better value than in the portal. But what you can do in the portal is book things like tickets. Now they don't have Disney in the portal guys, but they do have universal studios right in your portal and get five times the points on that. So there's not a ton of ways to hack Disney or universal studios. So at least if you're gonna spend the cash, get those five times points for this stuff and then you'll be able to use that on more travel later. So that's pretty exciting. We also have two times the points on all other travel, 10% anniversary bonus on all the points you earned in the past year. So for example, if you earned 30,000 points last year, you're going to get a 3,000 point bonus. We've got five times on Lyft, which is great, especially if you're traveling. Um, I've got a trip upcoming where I know we're going to be using some Lyft, so definitely going to put that on this card. And then one that I didn't even know, there's five times on Peloton. So if you have that Peloton subscription, I think they have a subscription where you can get access to all of their workout videos, which is a nice library. I know because I have access to it at work.
1: Uh, that is, that's a great place to earn five times the points. So another one of the Chase benefits that I really love with the Sapphire Preferred is a $15 quarterly credit for Instacart. So it goes back to that relationship that Chase has with online groceries, giving you three times points for online groceries. And they have A relationship with Instacart. And so quarterly you can get $15 back as a statement credit from any Instacart purchase. So if you go back to that annual fee and you think about it was $95, $50 was covered with a travel credit to be used in the Chase portal that takes you down to $45. And then $15 $15 four times a year. That's $60. So, whoa, you have gone from paying a $95 annual fee to you have gotten more than $100 worth of benefits already. And that's not even with the magic of getting to transfer your points. So don't be afraid of that annual Absolutely, fee. Absolutely,
0: Because we are not even, I don't think we're even halfway through the benefits of this card yet. And we have already reached the point where they're basically paying us to have the card. How about you take us through the tra- transfer partners for air and
1: hotels so that is the whole big thing with these travel credit cards is you can get value a lot of credit cards advertise as a cashback card you get one percent cash back 1.5 percent cash back. But the whole game with this travel hacking is that when you take your credit card points and you transfer them from your credit card, in this instance, Chase, to one of their transfer partners to book your travel, you get a lot more value than you would from the 1% cashback or 1.5% cashback. So the transfer partners for Chase include Southwest Airlines, United Airlines. Those are kind of the two big domestic airlines and JetBlue. JetBlue also. So those three are kind of domestic airlines that also have an international footprint, of course, especially United, but are big for if you are more of a domestic traveler. That's one reason I love the Chase card for domestic travel. JetBlue, Southwest, United. And then they have Virgin Atlantic, Singapore Airlines, Air Canada, Air France, British Airways, Emirates, Iberia, Air Lingus, all of those airlines as well. And why that is great is because airlines have alliances. And so when you transfer your points to, say, Air Canada, you can actually book a flight on Delta because Delta is a partner with Air Canada. You have so much power to transfer your points to these airlines and then have access to pretty much any airline in the world that you want to use through the partner alliances. So that's with airlines. In addition to airline transfer partners, Chase has fabulous hotel transfer partners. And honestly, this is how I use most of my Chase points, if I'm being completely honest. Marriott is a transfer partner. IHG is a transfer partner. And if you're not familiar with IHG, that's Intercontinental, Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn Express, Crown Plaza, Candlewood Suites. That's kind of the IHG family. And then Hyatt. Hyatt. I, I'm smiling when I say Hyatt because it is everyone's favorite, including mine. And that is honestly the bulk of my chase points go directly to Hyatt and stay for hotel. And there's so many reasons why, and we'll get into that. But the number one reason I think besides their um, the value is just so good. And then when you stay on points at Hyatt, not only do you don't have to pay for your stay, but you don't have to pay any taxes or fees most of the time. So when that's included, uh, it's it's such a great value.
0: It really is. I think we need to have obviously an entire Hyatt episode. I am completely Hyatt obsessed. I have booked four or five nights just in the last like uh, 30 hours upon getting my Chase Sapphire Preferred card. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for that moment where I could make that transfer to Hyatt. And it's pretty exciting. So that is so amazing. The transfer partners for this card are just kind of wild. I mean, you could really go just about anywhere in the world and have a fabulous day just with this one type of point and this one card. And that is so crazy. I do want to make a little note about redeeming in the portal. So you get 1.25 cents for your points when you redeem in the portal. So for example, if you look at your ultimate rewards profile, it will tell you the cash value of all of your points. Now, we know that they're actually worth a lot more than it says, depending on where you're transferring them to. But just for example, after I spent about a gazillion points and (laughs) depleted a lot of my My stockpile, it said that my remaining cash value was $1,500, but my portal value was about $1,900. So if you do have to do any portal booking, you do get a little bit more value for those points inside the portal than just choosing to get cash back, which we never, ever, ever recommend. Do not do that but transfer partners still always going to be the absolute best. And one thing with those transfer partners is a lot of times there are transfer bonuses. I know right now I think there's a 25% transfer bonus to Air France. You get 25% more points just Taking advantage of that partnership, which means you could land your business class flight that was, say, 50,000 points, just transferring 40,000. So that is really, really exciting.
1: I think it would be really helpful. I know it's helpful for me. The kind of standard welcome offer for the Chase Sapphire Preferred is 60,000 points. But that is so abstract, especially when you're first getting into the points and miles game. Like, what does that really mean? Tell me if I'm wrong, Joanna, but let's give them some examples of actual things that you can do with 60,000 points. You are not wrong. This is a fantastic idea. Go for it. Let's see what we can do with these points. Okay, so here are five things that you can do with 60,000 points. I say 60,000, but when you meet your sign-up bonus, you're really gonna have more points than that, right? Because you have points from the spending that you did to get there. So let's just say that you had to spend, for example, I think you have to spend 3,000 points. Maybe you have more like um, 63,000 points up to about 70,000 points in your Chase account, okay? Once you've gotten your card, you meet your minimum spending and you're ready to spend your points five things that you can do. All right. Number one hotel in New York city for three nights. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just tell you right now, cause you need to know this about me, Joanna. Our family loves New York City. My kids, my son especially, New York is his favorite place in the world. I tried to plan a girl's trip there one time, and he said he's only 10. He was like, you are not going to New York City without me. So it's that, a favorite for us.
0: Oh, I love that. I went there with a family that I was nannying for back in the day. They brought me with them Manhattan during Christmas, stayed at the Park Hyatt. Oh, I I don't think I'll ever, actually, maybe now I will be able to replicate that experience. Yes, you will. I, I remember thinking, I will never do this again. And now, I guess I could.
1: That is such a good example. You could absolutely do it now with your points and miles. Absolutely. So I said three nights. Uh, Hotels in New York can range, but we like to stay. We have a couple that we like to stay in, and that's for another episode. But you could definitely get yourself three nights in New York City. All right, number two, what's the next thing you could do for 60,000 points? This is just an example. Round trip, Southwest flights, three of them, because maybe you're a family, you know, mom, dad, kiddo. Three round-trip flights on Southwest from St. Louis to Miami. Ooh, my kind of trip. I know. South Beach vacation, nonstop flights. That's what 60,000 points can get you. Three round-trip flights domestically on Southwest or more. These are just random examples. You could definitely get more, but that's a safe bet of what you could get. Number three. Are you ready for this one? Oh, yeah. Who's ready to go to the West Coast?
0: Uh, That would be me. Sunshine, please.
1: (laughs) Four nights at the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego. Oh, that sounds so awesome. This list is making me have a little bit of FOMO. I, well, I'll be honest. We actually do have that booked for our <gasps> family. <laughs> the Manchester Grand Hyatt, San Diego. We're going in, um, in a few months. I'm super excited about it because I've never been to San Diego. Oh, San Diego is amazing. I love it there. I'm pumped. Okay, number four fourth thing you can do with the welcome bonus of 60,000 points. Use that transfer bonus that you mentioned to Air France. Book a one-way 50,000-point business class lie-flat seats. Oh, yes. Flight from DC to Paris. Yep. It can happen with one welcome offer or, okay, you're more practical than that. You're like, I, I'm not dropping 50,000 points on one thing. It's really less than that with a transfer bonus. Mm-hmm. But routinely, without even thinking about it, you can get from the East Coast to Paris for easily, 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 20,000 points each way on economy. So that's 60,000 even without a transfer bonus gets you a round trip to Paris plus enough points left over for a couple of nights at the Hyatt's in Paris. So that's just with one welcome offer that you can get to Paris and back and stay for a few nights there. That's crazy.
0: It really is crazy. I mean, I see those 20,000 point flights all the time. And if I did not have work schedules and school schedules to work around, you better believe I would be jetting off to Europe probably more often than my family would prefer. Just like, bye, guys, you got this. You'll be fine (laughs) without me. (laughs)
1: Y'all will be good. Mama's got to go on a little trip. (laughs) All right, number five, number five. Okay, you're more of a beach person, let's say. Number five, head down to the Dominican Republic. Hyatt has a very large footprint in the Dominican Republic. You can stay at multiple Hyatt resorts with this welcome bonus. But one, for example, the Dreams Royal Beach Punta Cana, 17,000 points per night. So with that 60000 welcome bonus, you are getting yourself quite the nice little Dominican Republic vacation. Is that an all-inclusive? Yes. Yes. Stop. Stop it.
0: Okay, you guys. And usually those all-inclusive rates are for a double occupancy. So 17,000 points a night for two people, all your food, all your drinks. Like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? What
1: welcome offer? And this is why I, you know, want to pass out when someone signs up for a store brand bonus, a store brand credit card, and they got, you know, free shipping or 20% off. And I'm like, you could go to an all inclusive resort with a
0: welcome offer. Oh, it's so painful. Or when people open cards because they need them, but don't try to hit a minimum spend or get a welcome offer because that's a thing people
1: do. Oh, wow. Some people don't know. Stop. Stop.
0: (laughs) can't. I can't handle it. I know. I'm sorry. It is painful. And you know what is even crazier? We are not even done with the benefits on this card. On top of that, on top of the transfer partners, on top of the multipliers of the points, we also have trip protections, and they are good. Okay? There is... First of all, I think this is kind of everyone's favorite. You know how when you get a rental car, they try to push those daily insurance prices on top of the price of the car? Yes.
1: And it always gives me anxiety.
0: It gives me anxiety, too, because a lot of times I decline those, but it is really scary. They make you feel like you imagine the worst case scenario. And if you don't buy this $12 a day package, you are just going to be out of luck. And that is terrifying. This card, if you book your rental car on this card. You get primary rental car insurance that eliminates the need for that extra however many dollars a day because if you get into an accident while driving a rental car that you have booked on the Chase Sapphire Preferred, you have coverage. I do want to point out that this does not work if you are booking a car through Turo. If you don't know what Turo is, definitely going to come up in future episodes because it is a super economical way to rent cars. I've used it a ton. I love it. But that does not provide you with that rental coverage. You do have to book through one of the major players in the rental car game. So just something to note because I know that was a question I had. So next on the list, we have travel delay insurance and cancellation and interruption insurance. And all of these are really cool because even if you're booking your flights on points, if you book your taxes and fees, with the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And I mean, if you're doing a Southwest flight, it's like $11 are your taxes and fees for the one flight. So if you put that $11 on your Chase Sapphire Preferred, you get these coverages. That means if your flight gets delayed a certain amount of hours, I I think it's six if I'm not mistaken, or if your trip gets canceled due to illness, severe weather, or other eligible circumstances, and your taxes are paid for on this card. You are eligible for reimbursement for non-refundable travel expenses. I think rebooking hotels and that kind of thing. So that's a really cool protection. I have not had to use it yet, but I have heard of people that have used it.
1: And I mean, it's kind of a game changer. Honestly, when you're traveling with kids, family travel, any kind of kind of built in insurance like that can really be just so comforting. It's scary. It's scary to book any trip, especially if it says it's non-refundable. So having that in your back pocket just for peace of mind is huge.
0: Absolutely. And a big one, especially if you're not doing the carry-on-only method and you're checking some baggage, is the baggage delay or lost baggage protection. I heard a story about a woman who went to Greece and her bags did not make it there. And that is my actual nightmare, which is why I'm kind of the carry-on-only queen. But... If you make it somewhere and your bag does not and it's delayed for more than six hours, you receive $100 reimbursement for essential items every day for five days. So anything that you need to buy that was in your baggage that did not make it, you get $100 a day for five days. Now, hopefully this never happens. Hopefully your bag is not missing for five days. That sounds like my personal nightmare. But can you even imagine... Having that covered, like just knowing if something goes wrong, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to have my walking shoes, like whatever I need. It's there. I love that. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. And then the last few kind of little things are roadside dispatch travel and emergency assistance, meaning they can get people out to you in an emergency. If you're stranded somewhere, they can kind of connect you with the right people, especially if you're in a foreign country. This can be probably a big asset if you get, you know, in a, a emergency situation. There's also travel accident insurance, which is kind of a bummer to talk about. But if you or your immediate family members have accidental death, loss of speech, sight, or hearing during your travels. They have an insurance policy. I, I believe that it said it was five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my! Yeah, I I have to go back and read about it. I just thought that was, this is was kind of a footnote. I I highly doubt most people run into this circumstance. So um, I would definitely have to go look at the specifics. But just when I was reading about it, I was like, okay, I didn't even know this, and obviously. There are more important things than money if you're running into such a serious (laughs) situation on a trip. Uh, God forbid that ever happens. But just the protections, all for $95 a year, you guys. And not even really. They're paying
1: us at this point. And let me tell you one other way that they're paying us. Because this is probably one of my favorite things with chase cards that goes overlooked. Sometimes people forget about it. But I don't want people to forget about it because I love it. (laughs) I think it's fun. It's like part of a game for me. There are Chase offers. So anytime you have any Chase credit card, not just Chase Sapphire Preferred, but if you have uh, Southwest cards through Chase, if you have Ink cards, business cards through Chase, they have Chase offers. And so with that, you can get money back for regular shopping that you are doing. So I wanna give you an example. These are real Chase offers that I have gotten in the last three months, 90 days, Okay. All birds, shoes, Christmas shopping, what's up, don't tell anyone, $10 cash back from just clicking through having the Chase offer. What you do is you go on your Chase account and you just click, 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 add all these to your card. And then when you use your card at this store, then it automatically gives you statement credits. Giant food, that's a grocery store around me. I got some money back. Aldi, $3 back. Dunkin' Donuts. Not the Aldi. Aldi. Yeah, I'm going to tell This is going to be showing people a lot about me. <laughs> Listeners, this is telling you a lot about me, okay? I, I mean, did. this is a budget podcast, I think. So it
0: makes there sense. There you go. Of course, we love $3 back
1: at Aldi. I got back money at Five Guys. I got back money. I got $9.30 back from an Old Navy purchase for my kids' clothes. I got five. $14.43 back on a Hannah Anderson purchase. Walmart.com purchase. Jersey Mike's. You know how I don't cook. All of these are Chase offers. And this is just money back, that if I was using a debit card and not using my Chase Sapphire Preferred, I would not have these. So that $95 annual fee you have your $50 travel credit. You've got your $15 quarterly Instacart credits. Now, with these Chase offers, like I am way in the good before I have even transferred my points to Hyatt.
0: That is so amazing. I really have to get on the offers. I, I, I just forget, I think. But it's really so silly because it's kind of a set it and forget it. You see what's available. You click it. You use the right card. I mean, really, it's kind of dumb that I'm not doing this. So, it, you know, maybe I'm going to go do that right now.
1: <laughs> you should. It's It's fun. It's honestly pretty fun for me.
0: All right, guys, so after hearing this entire list and all about what value this card can bring to your life, if you do decide that you are ready to sign up for this card, first of all, as we always say, please never Google a card and sign up for it that way. Please always get a referral link, whether it's our referral link, we will link that in the show notes, or friends and family, okay? Never ever Google because there are some great points back that people can be earning just Just for you to sign up. And it doesn't cost you anything extra to click on someone's link and support them that way. And it definitely helps support our show and keep it going. And we would greatly appreciate it if you choose to use our links. I also want to say that if you're just getting into all of this and if you're interested in this card, you might be wondering, how does this affect my credit score? And that is a very common beginner's question because people are really, really afraid of ruining their credit. And I think most people have noticed that when they apply for a new credit card, their credit score does go down a couple points because it does something called a hard inquiry. And that hard inquiry does ding your credit. But that is a very, very temporary ding. The bulk of your credit score, 65%, in fact, is made up of your credit card Limits and your credit card utilization and on-time payments. So these are your big players in terms of building a really good, really healthy credit score, which means that the more credit cards you are actually opening, the larger your credit limit is getting. And remember, our tenant here is that we pay off our balance every single month. We are not accumulating any debt. We are not paying any interest. If we are paying interest, we are not traveling for free. If we are accumulating debt, we are not putting ourselves in a good position where we can go travel guilt-free and enjoy all of the excitement that comes with this. So if you are paying off your balance every month, you are keeping your utilization very, very low in reference to your limit. And that is going to build that 65% of your credit score. And your credit score will continue to go up the longer that you do this. And I am a testament to that because as I mentioned last week, my score has gone up about 30 points just in the last year or so. And that is... Really, really exciting for me because I'm having so much fun in the process. I mean, whoever thought that I would get this into credit cards,
1: and I don't think I ever saw this coming on the like bingo of Mary Ellen's life (laughs) starting a podcast about travel hacking and credit cards. Never saw that coming, especially as someone. Who did not sign up for a credit card until I was in my 30s, (laughs) my own credit card into my 30s. So, this is, I never saw this coming, but the travel hacking game is so much fun and it's a game changer for our family. And I'm just so excited about it. I am too. And I really just want to share it with everybody.
0: And I want to say that if you are a person who is nervous that you're going to get really spendy on a credit card and the end of the month is going to come and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I cannot pay this balance off. I understand you. I am you. I do tend to be a little bit spendy. So I have had to develop. Systems for myself. First of all, a solid budget. Okay. We can talk more about budgeting in the future. I think it deserves its own episode, but make a budget, guys. Just write down what your expenses are and figure out which ones you could put on a credit card and get those points for. Okay. Let's be utilizing our regular expenses. But also, if you're like me, figure out a system for yourself to pay it off every week. When I make a purchase on my credit card, I go into my PNC app, and I move the exact amount from my spend to my reserve. That's what they call their cute little checking and savings. And then at the end of every week, I have the exact amount that I have spent already just pushed to the side and I just move it back over and use it to make a credit card payment and wipe that balance out. And there are never any surprises. I am never caught off guard because I got a little swipey. Not that you swipe credit cards anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Tappy. You got a little tap-tappy. Did I just date myself? (laughs) I love it. Anyway so that is my tip uh, and there you know everybody kind of has their own system but develop a system that works for you so you can be making those smart choices because this is not just about fabulous vacations this is about building a really good life for yourself and you know financial independence and a really successful future. So we're gonna go on those fabulous trips but we're also gonna get financially healthy.
1: I just want to thank everybody. We're kind of wrapping up for this week's episode, talking about our favorite card, the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And I want to thank you for listening. Please send us your questions. Don't forget, we do have an email address, hackingyourwanderlust at gmail.com. Send us a question. We want to answer your questions. We want to chat with you about what this could look like for you and your family. So please don't be afraid to contact us. Please subscribe and share our episodes. We are just getting started and we're so excited for you to be along the ride with us and our families as we travel hack the trips of our dreams. We're making them reality, Joanna. Yes, we are. And please follow our journeys on our
0: Instagrams. Mine is hacking our wanderlust. And where can they find you, Mary Ellen? They can find me at Family Travel for the win with the number four. Yes, and we will link both of those in the show notes. And you guys, if you could also leave us a five star review, that goes a long way for helping this podcast be visible in the platforms, so that other people can find us and share us with family and friends. If you have people that you think will be interested in this, send us right along to them. We would love them to come along on the journey as well. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We are so happy to have you here at Hacking Your Wanderlust, and we will see you next next time.